You're listening to the Journey to Launch podcast, a real conversation with my real sisters, helping them achieve their goals of financial freedom and wealth. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. I am so excited for you guys to hear this week's episode. I have on some very, very special guests, and they are actually people I know in real life. They're actually related to me. They are my little sisters. That's right. On the podcast today, I'm bringing on some real life journeyers. Well, I had to kind of convince them to get on the journeyer train, but they're here now. And I really can't wait for you to hear this episode. Now, I actually did a video interview with them. So if you want to actually watch me interview my sisters, like we did it in person at a studio, What the F Media in New York City, and it came out so great. Um, I love it. So if you want to watch this on YouTube, go ahead and do that too. You can go to youtube.com backslash journey to launch. You'll also be able to find the link to watch it wherever you're listening to this, if you click description, but you'll be able to watch this interview also. Now, just a little bit about my sisters a little bit more. We get into it in the interview, but just really quickly. So we're going to be talking to my sister, Shayna McGregor, and my other sister, Armani Manning. They are both entrepreneurs, both creatives, both want to basically live the lives they want to live without worrying about money. Does that sound familiar? Maybe it sounds like you. And we are going to talk about how they, one, found their passions, how they pivoted because of COVID. Both of them got impacted because of the pandemic how they're actually going to earn money. So they're at the beginning stages really of their businesses and they want to earn money. So how is that going to happen? And then we really talk about investing and saving and the things that they learn, not just from me, but on their own journey, on their own path, how they knew when it was time to get serious about investing, what finally made them both open up that Roth IRA I kept telling them about. We're going to talk about all the things. So I can't wait for you to hear it. Have you ever wanted to learn how to trade as a side hustle so that you can reach your money goals like paying off debt, traveling the world, buying a house, and helping you fuel you to financial independence? I've got a special treat for you. I've teamed up with my friend Terry Ijeoma of the Trade and Travel course so that she can help better educate you on what trading is, what day trading is, what swing trading is, if it's right for you to learn how to do this to get into it. Now you can get this free training by going to journeytolaunch.com slash Terry training. That's journeytolaunch.com slash Terry training. And in the training, it's a video or audio training that you can get on demand. You'll learn more about Terry Ijeoma, how she transitioned from her nine to five to being a full-time entrepreneur and traveling the world, how trading allowed her to buy her dream house in cash, the different types of trading, long-term investing, short-term investing, day trading, swing trading, how to trade as a form of income to pay off debt, save, and supplement your income. And then, of course, who should take Terry's course? We're going to talk about this, a trade and travel course, because this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is something you have to put time and energy into learning. So we cover all of that, and you can get that right now by going to journeytolaunch.com slash Terry training to get the training right now for free. journeytolaunch.com slash Terry training. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. All right, welcome to a very special episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. I'm going to be interviewing my sisters and we're going to be talking about all the things. I want to dive into their professional and personal development stories, their investing and saving stories, and just chat a bit. So I'm really excited to get this started. All right, 
Welcome, guys, to the podcast. <laughs> I know. Okay, so first of all, don't be nervous. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you guys first to everyone. And by the way, we are also recording this for the first time that I've done this as a video podcast. So I think that's kind of exciting. So you can also head to my YouTube channel uh, to watch this full video. But first, I want to introduce my little sisters, one being Shayna, Shayna McGregor. Shayna, welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Jamila. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. My name is Shayna. I'm Jamila's younger sister. You probably heard her mention me a lot of times. I work with Journey to Launch on the social media and community manager for the Money Launch Club. I'm also a professional dancer, fitness instructor, and life coach. I just became an entrepreneur, started my own coaching business, and Jamila's teaching me so much about entrepreneurship. So I'm so excited to work under her this past year. Yes. And you've also been on the podcast before. You were I have. On- yes. Yeah, so you were <laughs> You, I forgot what episode, but you did um, the roundtable discussion for Terry's course, the trade and travel course, because yeah. you took it. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So we'll link back to that episode. And then next up, we have my other little sister, Imani. Imani, hi. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast. Now, I will say this is your first time yes. doing a podcast interview, <laughs> being on <laughs> being on video. So just tell a little bit uh, about yourself and don't be nervous. <laughs> Uh, my name is Imani Manning. I'm into cooking. So I used to work in the city. Since the whole corona stuff, I started doing cooking from home. <laughs> what Imani does now is cooking. And as you heard before, she alluded to coronavirus, the pandemic really impacted her work because you're working in the kitchen mm-hmm. at like, it was like a cheese place, right? That yeah, Murray's were, cheese place. Right. And so then you had to pivot once everything shut down and you started to cook basically um, your own food, and now you're working on that. So one of the things I want to both talk to you about, because what I thought was really cool about you two being my sisters and then me having Journey to Launch, right? Like I'm all about living your passion and like really enjoying this journey, this life journey. And of course, we need money to fuel that. So I feel like the both of you are creatives in a way. You're entrepreneurs. You don't have like typical jobs and you're still trying to find your way, you know, trying to make enough money so that you can live out your dreams. And so I'm going to start with you, Shayna. How's it been for you? Because as a dancer, like you went to school, you majored in dance. So you could tell a little bit about that, like Mm -hmm. part of your dance career and then your dreams of being like a full-time dancer and then kind of like how it's evolved now to what you're doing. Yeah, I feel like COVID has been life-changing for me. I was actually thinking about that this morning that in actuality, COVID changed a lot, but almost for the better. So I grew up dancing. I went to high school for dance. I also majored in Fordham University at the Alvin Ailey School as well for dance, Ailey Fordham. And that was about four years of my life. And I had a path that I thought I was going to take. I was going to graduate, dance in a professional company, and that was going to be it. And in my senior year of college, things changed. I didn't get my dream job, and I was forced to really reckon with what that means and also jump into more of a freelance dance career, which opened up space for me to do so much more. So it was actually a blessing in disguise. And also... In that time, I found fitness. So fitness is such a great complement to a dance career because we're working our bodies. And the reason we I get into dance is because I love it and I love to inspire others. And that's the same thing with fitness. So in this last year with COVID, you, as you can imagine, there was no dance. Right. Everything went virtual. We were dancing on Zoom. And if academic Zoom classes is one thing, but dance Zoom is a whole nother. And being in New York City, my apartment wasn't that great for dance. So I had to take a step back. I got still, which was the first time that I've ever did less. You stayed in one place. Like you couldn't travel. You couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't travel. Also got still in what I was doing. I was so used to being so busy every day, running through the streets of New York, going from dance class to teaching fitness, and everything shifted. So it, it made me do a lot of introspection. And that's also why I had more time to take Terry's trade and travel course. And also I wasn't teaching Zoom fitness classes either. A lot of people transitioned and immediately started teaching at home. And I realized I actually didn't want to do that. So I took some time for myself. And in that period, I found coaching. And I've always been that person who loves to be there for my friends, who loves to give support and give advice. But I realized that I had more to say and more to share within that space. So I found coaching. And now this is what I'm doing alongside dance and fitness. When you say coaching, can you elaborate a bit more? Yeah. So when I say coaching, I mean life coaching. And I, I feel like that in itself is so broad. But in general, life coaching is 
helping people achieve their goals. So it's helping to really bridge that gap between people's inner passions and purpose with their outer goals to create sustainable results. Because I believe we can all do it on our own. The difference with coaching is that I help you find the answers that are already within you as opposed to mentorship or consulting. But it's supporting you with that because so many of us, we have these goals, we have these dreams, but it's getting support on how to get there. And also having someone help us with all the fluff, with all the things that might take longer, instead of maybe you taking 10 years to get through your own stuff, I can help you get there faster. Yeah. So just one more follow up question, because when you were talking about dancing and I just, oh, because I didn't understand this, obviously, until you were entering into the profession of dancing that you were talking more about dancing like on uh, in a company, right? That's right. what you wanted to do as a dancer. Right. Uh, and then that, obviously, because of uh, the pandemic, especially when you graduated, it just didn't work out that way. So I think this idea of pivoting um, is important. And like I think the potential of money in the dance world is really interesting. When I mm-hmm. hear you talk about like how little dancers get paid, even fitness instructors, and then how competitive it is. And so I'm really happy that you found another lane. And this lane definitely seems to complement already. Like what I see running as a thread between what you enjoy is motivation and inspiration. And so you use your body for that a lot with like dancing and fitness, but now you're also helping like internally, like help people. I think it aligns perfectly. Right, right. And to use my voice. And I think for so long, I would defend that I'm still a dancer. I'm still a dancer because it feels like when you add all these extra things, people are like, oh, she's not dancing anymore. But I think I also want to show people that you can do everything. You can do all three. And a lot of times when I say dance, I tell you I'm a dancer and you think one specific thing. You might think music video, you might think award show, but there are dancers who are dancing on concert stages. And that's what I wanted to do. But even now for myself, I'm like, I want to do that too. I want to be on Beyonce show. stage. Well, I was telling exactly. you. I remember I used to tell you, like, why don't you like go audition for like the Beyonce and Rihanna like show so that way I can get tickets to come see it. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's so many facets and different lanes for dancing. So I think, right. okay, so we'll get back there. And then I do want to touch into the investing part of yourself because mm-hmm. there's that external investing that I talked to both of you about that you finally started to do. So, so proud of both of you. And then also the internal, like what you did to like get your life coaching certificate and all the right. other things. So we'll get to that. We're going to head over <laughs> to Imani now. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. One of the things I want to um, say is that I'm really proud of you. Okay. We are all sisters, right? But like Imani and I have the same father mm-hmm. and Shane and I have the same mother. So that's kind of like, you know, and for all <laughs> my Caribbean people who know how that goes or just people in general who have like these uh, family dynamics where, the, you know, we just, it's a lot of us. and. One of the things that happened for you is you were raised in Jamaica for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Um, that's where you were born and raised. You remember like me coming to visit Jamaica. And <laughs> yeah, we thought you was the coolest ever. Still am, guys. <laughs> and we have a lot of siblings. So she, yeah. you are, Shana is my only uh, sibling from my mom. And then my dad, we have, how many of us are there? I think it's seven of us. Seven altogether. Yeah. So we have... Five of us, four other sisters and two other brothers. So yeah. eight altogether. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. We lost count, but we're, we all, we love them very much. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you actually had to like, you came to, you know, the States mm-hmm. after a while. How old were you? Do you remember when you permanently came here? I think probably like 21. Right. Mm-hmm. 21, you permanently mm-hmm. finally came here. Mm-hmm. And then you had to figure out what you were going to do. Had so, been, mm-hmm. But you always had a love for cooking. So I kind of want to go back there. Like, how did you figure out what you wanted to do when you first came here? I mean, I really didn't have a choice, you know. When I got here, it was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. So I literally had to put on my big boy pants and step out there. I mean, I had days when I had to write down, like, the address of the train station on a piece of paper, put it in my pocket. Because you weren't I, used to it, right? The no, train, I used to get city. lost all over the town. I applied for Job Corps from Jamaica, and then within, like, Two weeks after I came over here, they accepted me. I went there doing like the little courses and stuff. I said to myself, you know, I just got to do what I got to do. After that, I left with my certificate and I was like... In cooking? Yeah. Okay. I had to get certified over here in order to like get a job. In the kitchen? Yeah. That was your your next Yeah, just to get a job. I only did it just to get a job. And then my first job was working at Shake Shack in Grand Central. I remember that. We came, I came by for some... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that that opened my eyes on, Shh, this is not it. So after like a year of working at Shake Shack, start like applying for other jobs, other jobs. And then I got hired working for fathers and like Monsignors. Like me growing up in Jamaica, 
always watching the TV, seeing a pulp and stuff like that. I was excited. So so explain what that is, because for someone who doesn't know, that's like an extension of the Catholic Church? Yes, it's okay. like an extension of the Catholic Church. So anytime the Pope would come to New York, we would cook for him. You were cooking for the yes, Pope. Yes, Imagine please. that. <laughs> so after that, I was like, wow, like, I mean, I probably could go a little bit higher. And then from there, I were working at the Edition Hotel in Times Square. Worked there for like a couple of weeks and I was like... I don't really like a controlled cooking environment. I like where, you know, you get to be free with whatever you're doing with cooking. Because I look at cooking like art. Like, I don't want it to be, should be just like as you go, like, just let it out. So that, I was like, uh, I don't want to work here. Then I start working at Murray's where it was a bit more a creative environment. So I was like, all right, I'm getting back into it. I'm getting a little bit happier. Then, boom, Corona hit. And I was like, uh. What do I do? Do I stay home and not do nothing and lose hope? I was like, no. I've been wanting to start doing my own cooking stuff, but I didn't have the the courage to like step out there. So I was at the point where my back was against the wall. Like, do you like give up or do you try? I stepped out on a leap of faith. And from there, you know, people start catching on. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to just put my 100% into this and start cooking from home. And it's been going good. Yeah, yeah. Been going good. And thanks to even social media, Instagram, I've got a lot of people ordering from me that I've never met before in person. So, you know, that's good. So, yeah, yeah. Encourage me to like keep going and keep it up. So, I, I guess that. that's good. No, it is good. It's <laughs> amazing. It's first of all, it's amazing. And I always say, because you called me the times where you're like, I don't know if I can say at this job, yeah. you didn't like the hierarchy of the kitchen. Like, I didn't know it was that difficult in the back end of kitchens. And, like, you have all these, like, it's the lion chef, you know, all the, the terms. Yeah, it's, it's very controlled environment, which I'm not knocking anybody. Yeah. If you could do it, that's on you. But for, like, me, I'm more like a free-spirit creative like cooker. Yeah, like, I like to, when I go on my ideas just popping from left to right. So when I have somebody controlling me, it's like I feel like I'm not even doing what I actually like to do. Yeah. So that's why I don't like to work in set control kitchen. I don't like it. Right. Okay. Kids are all so similar. Yeah, and you're kind of, you're like that too, right? Yeah, I feel like creatives, we want freedom. Yes, like, we want freedom. I feel like the more freedom I get is the better finished product you're going to get out of me. Just mm. give me an area to work and tell me what you're looking for. And I promise you, you're going to gonna like what you get and i imagine like like a lot of people are like this even if you don't necessarily identify as a creative even if you work in a job like mm -hmm. you know in a in a corporate environment like people like autonomy people like being able to control what they do they don't no one wants someone like down their back telling them everything to do yeah right or they're not used to having the con freedom so they think that they like control but i feel like all parts of us want that freedom it's just have you been able to experience that yet? right all right so here's the thing i find i find that you too you have found what you love doing. So you love cooking and now you're making, you know, you're, you're yeah. starting your career for yourself in that. You love dance, fitness, and now life coaching, which all kind of meant together and you're finding your way through that. And some people are just looking to find what they love to do. Right. The next part of that is making enough money to sustain yourself yeah. and to create the lifestyles you want. So I would say, like, Shayna, you're my fancy, like, sister. She likes the hot, like, I'm simple. Like, I will, <laughs> she has to get her nails done. <laughs> Like she is definitely more high maintenance than even like I I was at her age. So you mind you want to talk about how old you are? You want to like keep that? On well, that's now? fine. Um, twenty four, turning twenty five in August. Right, and so even like you, but you were always this way. Like yeah. always, just like to to dress up. You'd always go shopping, and so you have that kind of like pulling you now like you're like yeah. you know i'm going here for my birthday i'm doing this i'm like really like i'll come over to mom's house and she like orders breakfast i'm like you couldn't make the eggs yourself like i don't understand why you're spending 20 what's a week it's a treat <laughs> well, i don't it's understand why you spend 20 dollars on eggs <laughs> but you know she's more of a fancy kind of girl i get it that's the fine abundance mindset she has right so <laughs> i just come need back to me i just need you now to earn enough money to sustain yourself i know the life you want to live and that no, you deserve right so it's a balance it is a balance and the, but I find that when you tell me stuff about like the creative world and even some of the things that you do and how little you get paid, I'm just like, oh my gosh. One of the things you did start doing this past year was helping with Journey to Launch, mm -hmm. which you will be moving on with soon, right? So she's helping with Journey to Launch now, but she, I know she wants to move on. So we're kind of transitioning her out of that. But for you, talk about money 
Talk about earning money and managing it and then all the things you want to do in the now. Because you know that I, I'm on both of you about investing and saving. Yes. And know. they look at me like, all right. <laughs> right. Well, how is it now like earning enough that you want to live? But then how does that change like working with me and like kind of taking my advice more about what you want to do? Right. You know, as a creative, especially growing up in the dance field, we grew up with this starving artist mentality that you do your art, but you don't expect a lot of money. And I feel like even in this past year, I've been having conversations with so many dancers and we're shifting that perspective because why shouldn't we get paid the same? Why shouldn't we get paid more and raise the floor? And I think that starts with talking to all artists, because once we all demand more, then people can't give us less. The reason that they're able to give us less is because we all want an opportunity. So you have someone who will take the work for free. Mm -hmm. And now we're like, none of us should take that work for free. And even my coach Glow, she says, like, use our money so that we're able to create. So that get money so that you're able to have the freedom to create. And give it's, more back. Right. It's hard to be creative when you're when you're broke. And when she said that, it was hard because I feel like we all grew up like, oh, we're all broke. So we all it's are still able to create. And now I'm I stopped telling myself that I'm broke. Even if I'm broke, I've just changed the narrative. And yes, even though I love to splurge and I love luxury, I still have a discipline. Like even last week, I had four no spend days because I know I have things that I'm working towards. And my relationship with money has definitely changed. I feel like in this past year, I've really started listening to you, which I've always been good with money. We grew up on, like with our mom and our grandmother on saving was huge. So even from I was in high school, I had an ATM in my room. I would save my entire allowance and then I would spend it on something later that was meaningful. So I've always had that savings bug. I believe we got our my first debit card at from like 16. So I was always able to use money. As soon as I was able to get a credit card, mom got me a credit card. So even from early in college, so I've been good with money, but I used to keep it all in my head. Yeah. And I never, I felt like budgeting felt limiting until I realized that it actually just allows me to see where my money's going. So in 2021, I finally did your budget boot camp. I think Jamila's budget boot camp is amazing. I've tried Mint. I've tried all these different apps, but I've used the budget bootcamp in January in 2021. And I feel like I've finally been able to see where my money's going, see how much is coming in because I knew I wasn't making a lot, but I also didn't know where it was going. So now I finally have an idea of when they say like, give every dollar a job where the money's going. I'm able to actually look forward to maxing out my Roth. I maxed it out for the first time last year. But this year, I know, okay, 500 a month gives me that 6000 If I'm not able to do that every month and have an idea, okay, well, the next month I need to make up. I'm actually saving. I opened up my first high-yield savings account this year and investing. So maxing out my Roth. I'm doing Terry's Trade and Travel program. So I feel like money's a tool. And instead of feeling like money's negative, money's a tool to give me the life that I desire. And it will flow in and out. Granted, I don't want to just spend it all. But there's a balance because I feel like we grew up with such a scarcity mindset of being cheap, of holding back, yeah. of not having a lot. Even with my nails, honestly, in this last year, I realized I was like, my mom, my sister are different than me. They have a different relationship to luxury. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> Don't feel yeah, bad. just because you like to do those things. Right. Right, right. So why am I feeling bad about it? I should do it. Now, should I spend my last hundred on nails? No. But can I put it, make a line item in my budget for nails? Yes. Yes, yes. Good for you, Shana. I'm proud of you with that, too, because you guys are actually like my sisters. I want you guys to live the lives that you want, and I know the type of life you want. So it's like, I want you to live it now, but also set yourself up for a great future. And for those um, of you who made, because you said Roth. So Roth IRA is an after-tax investment account. And because they're you two are both creatives, I wanted you to open one as soon as possible. And you're both young. So you're about to turn 25 in August. You are... 30. 30. I can't believe this. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, because we're not getting 401ks. Right. Well, no, not right. And so you have to, you have to, and this is the thing about people who are entrepreneurs and creatives or kind of in the freelance world that you have to set yourself up. You got to do it for yourself because you don't have a company necessarily doing mm-hmm. this for you. So you are that. And so I remember talking to you both, like if you do it now, like, you know, you start out early, you know how much money you'll have, even if you just like, you know, forget about my crazy talk about retiring early, you know, like my financial independence early stuff, which I still think is feasible for both of you. But even just like when you're 65, because I'm now coming to you, Imani, like if you do this and just don't touch it, imagine having a million dollars at 65, putting this in how that feels. And you still are living your life now and doing what you want. So 
with that, we heard about Shayna and what she was able to do. And we'll get back to a little bit of that. But I want to talk a little bit about your saving and investing journey because you did this recently, too, for yourself. So talk about that. And you know, this was a hard one because you've been telling me about this for like, what, five, six years? Yes. I've always been a mental saver. Like, I want my, I want to see my money like right here. And I've been realizing over the year, like even coming here, that it's not about cash. Like you have to do like, even with like credit and all of that stuff. I'm recently starting to really understand how important like credit is and like investing and stuff like that. So when... You told me about the Vanguard stuff. I was like... Yeah, I told them to both open up their Roth IRAs with Vanguard. They're not sponsoring this, even though they should, because I thought, that's why I I used to invest, and I thought it was the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you opened it up. And I I was a little bit, like, skeptical, but I'm like, all right, might as well. I mean, I'm putting my money in the bank account anyway, and it's not growing. Right. So when you told me about it, I signed up. I wasn't checking it. I don't check it every day. I remember one day I was just like, oh, I ain't check it in a minute. And I looked, it was like $1,000 extra of my money. And I was like, oh, so this actually works. (laughs) And I remember I called you. I was so excited. So from that day forward, I've been like more into it. Like I've put more um, time into it. And and I'm still trying to figure out how to really go about it. Because unlike Shana, I haven't maxed my... I haven't maxed out my account yet. Right. Last year was the first year I did it. And it's such a good feeling. Because before, I didn't think it was possible. I'm like, Jamila, I don't even make that much. You want me to save $6,000? When I put half of it in there, I didn't (laughs) think it was possible. So I'm like, Right. Well, that's the thing, too. So uh, you opened it up. I remember you called. I even put it on my, I remember sharing it. I was so happy. I shared it on my um, Journey to Launch Instagram stories. Because I was like, finally. Because, you know, it is scary. Like, when you are telling someone, like, Obviously, I talk about this all the time. I encourage people to invest and to try it. But I know it's easier to say it than to actually do mm-hmm. it. And I know there are like people listening who they know that's something they should do. They just have not done it yet. Yeah. And sometimes everyone doesn't have the luxury of having like me as an actual sister who's like on them as much. <laughs> because like, you came to my house. I remember you you opened it at my house. Yeah. You came over to my house for that specific reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we're going to open it together. And the thing about this, because this happened to you and yeah. mom when I helped you, is that when you open up, your investment account. So let's say you do open up a Roth IRA wherever you choose to. Mm-hmm. You open it up. That's step one. Yeah. Now you have to fund the money. So even if you fund the money, yeah. it typically sits in a money market account. It's mm-hmm. not actually invested. So I remember, didn't you find out like a couple months later that yes. the money was I not invested? put the money in the Roth, but I didn't realize I had to invest it in something. That you had to buy the fun- the buy the index funds right, that exactly. you currently are using. And so with you, it was the same thing I remember. Um, that like, oh, there's a multi-step right thing. And so you like, I mean, we on the, we, yeah. we got on the phone and like a couple mm-hmm. weeks later, I was like, all right, now the money's funded. Let's no, choose we gotta the, invest. invest it. And we did that on the phone. But again, not everyone has that kind of like person to help them walk them through this. So I'm hoping I'm sharing this to hope give someone motivation that if they and know. And not they, even the culture. I yeah. think that was my biggest reason why. Yeah, I wanted to invest. But two, it was like watching the whole journey to launch. And I'm like, is this, this real? is my sister. Right. Why am I not taking... <laughs> hold up no all right Jamila I'm coming over and and anybody ain't had that access so I was like I have to double up on that and it's been good and you saw like that it works in real time it does and I did say like listen it could also swing the other way okay right but this is not money that you need right now and you talked about saving so you know putting your money in a saving account Mm -hmm. actually loses money over time because of inflation like especially a regular savings account earning 0.01% that's not really earning you much My new favorite way to start the day is to listen to Axios Today. It's a news podcast that's shorter but not shallower. In just 10 minutes, I get smart takes on the biggest stories. It's not a run through the headlines. It's the important stories you won't get to hear anywhere else. Everything from politics to space to race and justice. And host Nyla Budhu is the warm voice you'll want to hear each day. She's joined by Axios award-winning journalists to give you the scoops and analysis to power your day. Listen to Axios Today, a podcast from Axios with Pushkin Industries, wherever you get your podcast. And stick around at the end of today's episode for a preview of Axios Today.
then the next thing that Shayna did, um, which would be the next thing that we're going to get you to do is open up a high yield account. So the money that you don't need right now, it can earn more money sitting in a savings account. So you're not going to okay. invest it, but it gives you a higher return, even though rates are kind of lower than it was um, a couple of years ago. But back to investing, because this is huge. Like, And because of your ages, I'm just like, listen, if you just and I know I know it's coming from a privileged position when I say just. Because you just heard, like, you guys don't earn that much right now. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you to put 500 in, you're like, that's that's my paycheck sometimes for the whole month. Are you kidding me, Jamila? And like, okay, you don't have to you don't have to max it out. Even $100. Let's get that. Let's get that muscle that going. Let's start doing it. Right. What I would love is that you do max it out just going forward, put it on autopilot. Yeah. But I understand that sometimes you can't you can, do that. Yeah. But one of the things I'm struck me about you, Imani, like what helped you get over that fear? Because maybe that could help someone else right now thinking about um, doing this. To be too. honest, it was something deeper than everything. I mean, from uh lost my mom, it's just been like everything was like, what's the worst could happen? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's been it's been working for me, to be honest. Like every time I've been scared to do something, it's been like what's the worst that could happen? And it's been paying off. So I guess that's what made me more leap towards doing it. And I'm like, you teaching everybody how to save and stuff and it's going on good. I'm like, why not use that information to help myself? And that's why I went forward with it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What about you? Right. Um, I mean, I have big dreams. I have big goals. And I mean, I say it right now, I do want to be a millionaire by 30. So I think that takes a different mindset and a shift. And I want creatives to make money. I want to show us that we can follow our passions and be wealthy. And I think that first shift was I wasn't meeting my goals. I have these big dreams, but I wasn't able to max out my Roth. I wasn't saving a lot. And to be honest, I do have favorable conditions where I should be. And since I wasn't, I knew that something had to shift. What do you mean by favorable conditions? Well, I grew up in New York. I do still live at home. And that saves a lot of money, especially with COVID staying at home. So I'm realizing I don't have as many responsibilities. I'm not making a lot, yes, but I still don't have as many responsibilities. So why am I not making yeah. meeting my goals? And that shift was, okay, I need to get serious about having a budget so I could just see where my money is going. Now I'm able to see, oh, I do have money left over. But before I was, I think we have this phrase like, oh, I deserve it. So I was going out like every treat night. Yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. I deserve it. We outside, which is great. But <laughs> we outside, I, I'm not keeping my money. We outside and don't have the money. Right. I'm ha- going to happy hour every day. Then, of course, at the end of the month, when you say you save 500 towards Roth, I don't have it. As opposed to if I actually saw, okay, maybe I only have $100 this week for happy hour. The other 400 is going to my Roth. Because I actually see it in Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Also, I love organization looking at numbers. So it works. Yeah. Okay. So what about you? You don't, do you budget? I know the answer to that, but. I do. I I actually do. Mentally or physically? No, both. (laughs) It it started out late, but I think um, piggybacking on what you said just now is like, I used to go out a lot and I find myself like in the corner of the party, like, hmm, why am I here? What's the reason? I'll be thinking about stuff at home. And then, as you said, like maxing the stuff, I'll be like, man, I didn't have the 500 last month to max it out, but I just paid $60 to get in here. It was like $80 for them two drinks. I got to pay a cab fare home. That was actually the money that I could have invested. And I'm actually seeing more returns on the investment than the party because I'll be leaving the party with a headache. Work. And it's just like, it, it was it wasn't matching up. So for every week, I cut it down more. So like from going out every week, it was like, huh, every month or oh, I'm not going out this month or I start doing other stuff. Like, let me just go stand and talk with friends instead of trying to go to a party where I might have to buy clothes, buy a lot of stuff. So, yeah, it started started late, but it's I'm going. here. OK, yeah, that, I'm here. I, and that's the thing, too. Like, I also. I'm older than you guys. I have a lot more responsibilities. I have kids, you know, and a mortgage and all these things. And I remember, though, being in my 20s, like I remember being your age. But see, all my friends, like we really didn't have any, even though I was earning good money, we all lived like we were in college. So we used to do a lot of free stuff and drink really cheap liquor. (laughs) And so we actually didn't spend that much. And then we were all like, now it's harder. You see some. 
on social media, you see so much more. That part. So that you feel like, one, you feel like people have money when they might not. Or people are spending so much, but they may not have the same goals as you. Yeah, the pressure is different. I feel like when I was in high school, college, even my yeah. 20s, it wasn't this much pressure. First of all, Instagram was not this big. There was not as much social media. So, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really see as much what people were doing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's more pressure for you guys at your ages, like, it to is. see how other people are living. The vacation. Okay, the world's opening back up, right? So a lot of people are going on vacations now. And I feel like people will be spending more money because they're like, I missed out this right. past year. I'm go harder. Right. right. I heard, uh, I saw a tweet. It was like, you spend more preparing for the vacation you than do. on the vacation. Yeah. So what I want to talk about now is what are your goals going forward, right? Like, what's the next step for you? Let's start with you. Because we talked about investing like in your Roth, but you also like, you took this program, which mm-hmm. was, you know, you like you took Glow's program. I know you're in yeah. you're now and then this other coaching pro or the certificate program. Yeah, I invested a lot of money this year in personal development in myself because I did Terry's trade and travel and a VIP program. I did my life coaching certification program, which was seven to nine months. So it was a pretty penny. And then I also did Glow's coaching program. Right. So I but the thing with me is that I I'm always willing to invest in myself and I'm not cheap about that because I know that there will be a return. Granted, I'm going to take a break now and you got to implement everything. Right. I, have to, I can't always <laughs> try to be in courses and never implement anything. So I feel like my next steps are growing my business. So growing my coaching business and getting one-on-one clients. And then I'm releasing my first ebook this summer and then eventually moving into group coaching because I feel like live coaching is so life-changing and I think if everyone can experience it and raise our consciousness, raise our self-awareness, we will better realize how we show up and choose how we want to show up. And then with that, it's continuing to build my dance and my fitness. So i so excited that the world is opening back up. I cannot wait to dance. I had my first dance performance a couple weeks ago. I have my second one on Juneteenth, depending on when this comes out. And I still desire to dance and tour the world and be on stages. That's what brings me so much joy. And my fitness company, The Nest NYC, we teach bounce on a trampoline. So it's very exciting. We are reaching California. Eva Longoria bounces. It's very exciting. Listen, the herb, this bounce stuff that she does. I remember she said, like, come just try it. And she had this routine on her Instagram. I was like, Shane, do you want me to like break up my, my back? Like I don't have a... Everyone says as that as was, okay? people do not fall off. So if you go I'll check go. it out, I feel like everyone should go take a class. Everyone should have a mini trampoline in their house. And, and then eventually I really want to speak on stages and have more speaking opportunities and build my business. I'm reading We Should All Be Millionaires right now by Rachel Rogers. And I'm speaking into existence. I see it by 30. It's going to happen. And I truly believe for all of us is just believing that it's possible. Because so many people, if you just believe and you put that hard work make that decision and give yourself permission, you will be able to achieve it. But so much of it comes from our own thoughts and what we're believing about ourselves. Yeah, I think you're honestly, I think you're so far ahead, Shayna, that the fact that you because me, I. Journey's launch happened for me like in my early 30s in a way, right? Yeah, like, I remember we were both starting blogs. Right. We and started, I started a blog and you were like, I don't know. I'm like, you should start that blog. Right. Shayna was the one that she started her blog. And I was like, I should, you know, start my blog. And that's when Journey to Launch kind of came about as the blog. But this was years ago, my early yeah. 30s. But I'm just imagining like knowing um, what you know, if I knew what I, like, you know, at, in my age, 20s. Right? 25, like, I think you can do it. I think you're going to have everything you want. You just have yeah. to focus and continue to do what you do. You know, I yeah. do. I believe in you in that way. Um, So I'm excited, like, to see you, like, blossom and unfold. And even though you will be moving on from Journey to Launch. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, was, that was a hard decision, but it was a decision that I need to make for myself. Because I think we try to juggle it all. And even in the book, it says, as women, we want to make sure everyone is okay. And we often put other people's emotions before our own, especially family. So you right. being my older sister, I mean, I'll admit the first time I came to work for you in college, I quit the first day. Yeah, she, I actually, the, I remember. So with Journey to Launch, I remember I needed help. She was still in college. And I was like, oh, you have a couple hours. And I like, literally, like, it was. It like, might have been the same day. It was the same day. I was like, okay, Shannon, here's what you can do. And she like, hit me up the same day. She's like, I don't think I could do this. I was like. <laughs> Oh, so I think I've been carrying that burden on my shoulders but since then and I didn't want to disappoint you. And I had a coach. I think coaches need coaches. And I talked through it with my coach and I realized that it was time that I made this decision and prioritized what I want. And I realized I was like, you care about me as well. I, c- I had this fear of disappointing you and 
leaving you high and dry. And when I told you, you were like, okay, just don't do it tomorrow. Like, yeah, I was like, just give me some time so I can right. find more help. And I also knew, like, like also, I knew that you always wanted to do your, your own thing. So it's not we're like both I, visionaries. Right, like, <laughs> both visionaries in that way. So it's not like I expected you to come work for Journey to Launch and, like, stay forever. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, so, but I am glad that you are choosing to like, you know, branch out and more lean in more and you didn't let scarcity cause you know, yeah, I'm giving you like a steady paycheck. Right. And now, yeah. Cause that's going to end. I'm sure. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> but course, I think that's yes. also the, I realized that gives me a little bit more energy to be like, okay, I need to, need to make that back up. Maybe that's even the first step. Cause we always think, okay, I want to make a million. Well, the first step is just, maybe I just want to make that extra thousand again myself. You, but here's a, this is a really good point. And maybe this, if you apply, like think about like letting go of something that seems sure, but it's not fulfilling. It's not, it's not, you, you know, it's not for you, but it's like that easy or not easy money, but it's just money, something that you should do because you're afraid to let it go because it's consistent. Right. But who knows what's going to happen once you let it go, right? right? You can have a lot more money, a lot more fulfillment by doing mm-hmm. that. And that's kind of like essentially kind of what you're doing. Right, with me, which, right. Because yeah. it gives you that time. I think it was also that Rachel Rogers podcast episode when she spoke about that and about, you have to make that decision even before you're ready because it might give you more time. It might give you more freedom, more fulfillment. And even though it's taking away money, what is taken away might give you so much more. Yeah. And then the people that you're, you are in these situations with, like, so you're, work, like, you're working with me. And even if you weren't my sister, like, I just feel like most people, if you're afraid to disappoint, like if someone's going to get mad at you for choosing yourself and your development, like you then, don't need to be around. Right. Because exactly. that's what you'll need to do for you. Okay. Imani. Now, I feel like, you know, I think you should have your own restaurant, your own food truck, your own like sauces in um, <laughs> supermarkets, all the things. Also tell you, what do I also say? I say you can like have your own like cooking show or something, be more on social. But I know that's not necessarily like you have a lot of other things you're trying to build first. So talk about not what like I'm trying to tell you to do, but what are the things that you want um, to do right um, now? Having a restaurant is definitely in in the plan but it goes back to like the controlled cooking environment i see myself more as the year as i get older at first i think i wanted that i think i wanted this but now i more see i want to travel like travel cooking like i like to travel and i like to cook so i'm like why not mix both of them together and do like like a travel show so like if i go to jamaica for vacation i'm a I'm here on the beach. I'll cook something right here, but still played it like a five-star meal to show people that like, not because it's not a control environment, it still could be beautiful and five-star quality at the same time. I see that for you. I see yes. That too. I, I've been thinking and, about that hard. And let me tell you something. You even I know you were like a little nervous like to be on yeah. camera, but you did, and if we could find it, I'm gonna like link it. You did like a video. I remember when you were working at Murray's, you mm-hmm. did a video and someone yeah. came and asked you to, I think, just yeah. record you talking. Yeah. And you were really good, like and because you, and you know what? Because you're talking about food, food it has and that's something to do with food, right? When so we talk about our passions, right? Yes. So I honestly, I see that for you. I would say this if I could just give you some advice like that, like when you the next time you are in Jamaica mm-hmm. or the next to do to just start. The just camera start. doesn't have to be the best, but start putting that on your social media mm-hmm. because I feel like you got to start creating that content like now, right? And then grow into it and get better at it as you go. I feel like that's really what it is. I've been. I've had a problem with like procrastinating and again, I'm getting out of that a little bit, you know, just by like even watching everybody, like even Shayna, I watch your your Instagram stuff and I look at it. I'm like, for like her age, I like the whole, just everything. So I take a little page, it don't matter how old I get, I take a page out of your book, your book, just to make my craft a little bit better but i'm i'm working like it's a lot of vision in my head and then too with following up with like cooking is my happy place like it's where i let it all go so i'm like if i could be here happy and make some money at the same time i don't see nothing wrong with that so i'm getting to the point where i think that that might be it the travel cooking first it was a food truck but I think now I'm more leaning to more like travel cooking, like just being different places and cooking different dishes, like, you know? Yeah. And like I said, the world is opening back up a bit. And they have a bunch. I know Netflix has a couple of like series mm-hmm. now, just like on traveling. What's High in the Hog is one. Well, he's not, he's going around to different. Right. Who knows? 
the one. I was like, what's up? What's the description? I don't know. No, it's but great. It's, it's, like, really, it's about linking food to like the African Africans. diaspora. Yeah. And there's another one too. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, but I just feel like there's more demand for that content now. Yeah. And you are like an actual, I always say you are an actual Jamaican, even though I'm Jamaican too because I was born there, but you actually don't think I am. You, you know, <laughs> I am. But you literally like, you really know like the culture and the foods and then you also can combine different and that's what I like too. Like I feel like for most typical Jamaican chef, I don't know, like somebody seeing me, like they'll be like, Oh, she just know how to cook like Jamaican food. I try to like open it up a little more so people could like expect more from like Jamaican chefs. So like I could give you a nice Italian meal, I could give you a nice Mexican food, which you not feeling like, oh, that's a Mexican. No, it's a Jamaican person. It's just like you it's a good it way of yeah. learning other people culture and like you know respecting it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the that's the angle that I would like to take for my cooking like more freelance open just just very free of heart. Yeah, like, it's amazing. I don't yeah. feel that way about cooking food. So it's really great that you First of all, that. I mean, and, and you need to cook more for me. That's what I'm saying. Like, she'll come over. I'll be like, okay, what are we cooking? And she was like, I'm off. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what are you cooking? <laughs> <I'm off. laughs> like she, but no, you're, I think that you also can accomplish all the things. Like, literally, you guys, the world is your oyster. Like, you can accomplish these things. I know that about your skills and just your passion, both of you, about what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And so it's really just about executing and believing in yourself. Yeah, putting that work in. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to now just, you know, shoot the breeze before we like end this. A uh, couple questions. What is one thing you would tell a creative or just someone listening who's maybe has this talent or this thing they want to get into? They're afraid about it, not really earning a lot of money or they just don't know how to start. And even when it comes to investing, mm-hmm. but they are scared to like take that step. What would you tell that person? What would be your advice for them? Shani, you can go first. I think it's really acknowledging your fear. So acknowledge the thoughts that you are having, acknowledge your feelings, and then work through them and reframe it. Because so often I think we try to suppress the fear and pretend like it doesn't exist. So we could be afraid and do it anyway, but you really want to see where is that coming from? How true is it that it's not possible? Do you actually have a vision? So I love doing visioning exercises with my clients. Just close your eyes and truly imagine what do you want without any limits and see what comes to you. Write it down, write it down on paper. And if you're not sure, write out your strengths, write out your gifts and just take one step. I think we try to take too many steps and it feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Take one step towards that goal. And then the next day you put your next foot in front of the other. So just keep taking one little baby step. That would be my advice. All right. What about you, Armani? My advice definitely would be just listen to the people that's actually with you. The people mm-hmm. that's not with you, it doesn't matter because it, it tends to be a distraction. And trust me, people tend to speak on stuff that they really don't know about and it will really stop you. Like, And some people might be speaking from their fear, you know, like, oh, no, don't do that because when I did it, it didn't work. That might not be my journey. So it's just more like don't sit on no talent that you got even if you're scared, you just gotta just be like me. What's the worst could happen? Mm. What's like, the worst, what's the could, worst happen? could happen? You have to like do you because at the end of the day, people have <laughs> they gonna talk whether it's good or bad. So and when you blow up, they're gonna be the same one talking, right. sending messages in your inbox. Oh, congrats! I know you could do it. So at the end of the day, whatever make you happy and whatever you're comfortable with, just do it. Right. That's it. Just do it. Right. It really has to come from within and not needing mm-hmm. the validation from yes, other people. No. But it's so true. The energy that's around you influences the energy that flows through you. So really make sure about the people who surround you or people who want to boost you up. Because it's it, a lot of it comes from fear. Mm-hmm. They're talking from their own fears and they didn't make it. So they're so nervous about they're you. They're nervous about you and then that will stop you from even trying when... Your little try could just right. blow right up. And yeah. think about all the, like, you know, being trailblazers. Like, you know, a lot of times you're not actually, these people are just people in your immediate life that you mm-hmm. may love to have not done these things. You are right. like the first person to have a try to, and, and attempt this field and to combine yes. these passions. You the first one maybe that you know that's doing it in the way you're doing me. Like, so you have to trailblaze and kind of be the example uh, for people most times and not worry, like you said, about their fears impacting you. No, for sure. I feel like a lot of times, we, even when we tell our own families, even our grandmother, I try to tell her what we do. And she's like, what? Yeah. So a lot of times these new careers, are, the older generations 
They have no awesome. idea what they are. They, they didn't exist for them. And I think our generation were able to follow our passions. Whereas the previous generation was all about survival. Mm. So realizing that difference and knowing that we are so lucky and blessed to be able to do it. So then do it. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And okay. The other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about. So you guys are like my real life sister. So you know me in real life. And then <laughs> you know me <laughs> as like Miss Journey to Launch, blah, blah, blah. What is, and we'll get answer from both of you is like one thing you think people will be surprised to know about how I really am. And it's okay. You can really be honest. You can be honest. I won't get mad. <laughs> you got it first. Yes. Oh. Yeah. She is really fun. She's not as, should I say the word? What? No, you could say that. She's not as uptight as she looks. She is really fun. Like, no, for real. She's fun. You'll have a good time with her. Oh, thanks, sister. Yeah. What about you? It's okay. You could be. <laughs> No, that's so true. Jamila is Yeah, really she's fun. fun. Even like we're 13 years apart, which is wild. And I'm oh, I feel like I'm older than both of you, but sometimes I feel like I act like more like not immature. <laughs> and sometimes. she's a great dancer. Like hey. the Ravers, y'all need to check her out. Right, she's right. a great dancer. <laughs> you, not your type of dance, Shayna. She's talking about She's talking about a little Jamaican stuff. Right, she's a great dancer. My Jamaican dance moves. Okay, Shayna. <laughs> I think some of the people really don't know. I mean, you're super you're actually super chill about your money. You save a lot. But you're not, I feel like maybe it just comes so natural, but you're, I don't feel you as like an uptight budgeter. Like you're actually super chill about your finances. And I think you would think like, you know, you run a finance platform and a lot of people may not know that, but you're actually really chill about it. I, it's funny because I was teaching something in the Money Launch Club about budgeting and then the, the people in the group, like they were talking about when they see their budget because I use YNAB and it gets, that's the budgeting app and it will get red if you're not budgeting properly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my stuff is always red because I'm always budgeting ahead. And they were like, oh my, like they were like clutching right. their pearls because they were like, what? Um, so yes, I'm definitely more just relaxed about, like I'm not really into the coupon. If I see something that I want in Trader Joe's, is that meme. Yeah, sure. When I go to Trader Joe's, I don't Right, have you go list. with vibes. I go with the vibes. <laughs> um, it's kind of like how, and that's how I want to live my life, kind of like in more flow. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. Now, tell everyone where they can find you guys. So what I want to is like everyone to cheer you on. So maybe there may be some creatives uh, listening, watching, and mm-hmm. they want to follow your journey. want to be inspired by you. Maybe they want to, you know, get in c- contact. So where can people find you on um, each Instagram? If you have a website, all that. All right. So you can find me on Instagram at Shana.McGregor. S-H-A-I-N-A dot M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. My website is launching by the end of June. So depending on when this comes out, it might be out. That'll be ShanaMcGregor.com. And yeah, Instagram is where I live the most. You can find me dancing, bouncing on a trampoline, and showing up as a life coach. If you're interested in that, you can definitely follow me there. And you could follow me on Instagram at YardChef. And you got to spell Yard Chef because not everyone yeah. is from Chef the Yard. <laughs> 45. So that's Y-A-A-D underscore 45. See, I got a little card too. So if you could Yes, it's in. Yard Chef. Y-A-A-D. Y-A-A-D-C-H-E-F underscore 45. Right. Now, see me not as like a marketer. I'm like, we need to get you another that easier name. But don't, you know, I don't want to. No, I feel like the Yard is... So I'm more keeping it back to like that I like open. that. Just I'm talking yard. about, yeah. But I want you to remember the um your Instagram because what if someone just asked you? No, I did. Why? I just got. I don't know what happened right, just right, now. Right. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so again, it's Yard Chef underscore forty five, Y A A D C H E F underscore forty five. You know, one thing I thought you just were both gonna say, but you didn't. But I'll call myself out okay. that I do go into big sister mode a bit with you guys. You guys didn't say that, but just like I just said, you know, like. You, Next time you gotta remember your Instagram. Like I kind of am. Yeah, like you see how that came in, <laughs> like, and like this. You saw the text. Don't have time for it now. I said, oh, yeah. Jamil is very blunt and abrasive. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But that I was surprised that neither one of you said that just now when I actually to share something because I do feel like you know because you are like family and you guys know me so you you typically know I'm always coming from a good place that I typically give it to you. More real than I give most other people. Like, I will just yeah. tell you, like... Great. <laughs> but I feel like when when people look at you, that's, like, something that says... You look like somebody that just tell it as it is. So. Right. But I think people kind of assume I'm super, like, nice. And I, I am. I'm nice. But I'm also... I do have a, a short patience level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I'm really glad. So here's the thing. I am so proud of the both of you. I can't wait to see what the both of you do. 
Thank you for doing this with me. I know I just like was like, just come do a video and just do a podcast interview. This yeah, is the first time so I've done nervous, this. But it calmed down. No, you got you got it. Oh, you did. <laughs> you came right into yeah. it. But um, I just I love this. I love that I'm able to share like this with you that mm-hmm. I can watch you guys like grow and you know maybe we can do like a follow up in a couple years or even before that when you hit some milestones. That well, yeah, we're about to end of 2021. Yeah. We're gonna be celebrating when Shayna turned a millionaire. At I know. Where are you taking us? Wherever y'all want to go. Okay. <laughs> Remember, she said that, y'all. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. It was different, but follow us on um, at Journey to Launch, at Shayna.McGregor, mm-hmm. and at Yod Chef <laughs> underscore 45. Yod has two A's, right? Like Jamaican Yod. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and tag us. So if you like this interview, if you got something from it, I always say, like, Take a screenshot, share your takeaway, tag us, let me know so we can reshare it and I can know that you were tuning in. All right. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. Again, if you want to watch this, like watch like the real video in-person interview with them, go to my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com slash journey to launch or click the description wherever you're listening to this and you'll get to watch us talk this out in real time. I mean, I really had so much fun talking to them. And, you know, because they're my sisters, like I talk to them on an ongoing basis. So it was definitely more comfortable. And doing it in person was really cool. I definitely want to do more in-person interviews just like this. So stay tuned for more of that. And then did you catch how I asked them both, hey, what's something that the journeyers who listen to me wouldn't know about me? And what they said, I thought they were actually going to be a little uh, like, I don't want to say mean, but I thought they were going to say that I was mean because I can be a little I could be a little blunt with them. You know how that goes. I I got the big sister vibes and energy going when it comes to them. So anyway, I really hope you enjoyed this. So here's the thing. If you enjoyed this episode at Journey to Launch and then at them. So let us know what you thought of them. What did you connect with? What resonated with you? So I'm at Journey to Launch on Instagram. Shayna is at Shayna.McGregor on Instagram. And then my other sister, Imani, she is at Yad, Y-A-A-D, Chef, C-H-E-F 45 on Instagram. So let us know what you thought of it. All right, as promised, check out a preview of the Axios Today podcast. Hi, I'm Nyla Boodoo, host of Axios Today. It's a daily podcast that gives you the latest scoops and analysis to power your day. You're about to hear a segment from our daily episode. You can hear more by listening to Axios Today every weekday morning on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the pandemic took hold, the venture capital industry braced itself for the worst, and many feared COVID could destroy startups across the country. But VC has thrived to the tune of more than $130 billion, reports Axios' technology and business reporter Kia Kokolacheva. Hey, Kia. Hey. So why has venture capital done so well? One, a lot of the investors already had money ready to invest. And then they also kind of got really quickly used to Zoom investing. You know, we all shifted to doing things over video chat, over Zoom. And so they did too. You also had a lot of entrepreneurs who got new ideas during the pandemic. So they started companies and startups that would make life easier or coming up with services and products for life after the pandemic subsides. But now we want to do things differently. And so they're going to be providing us with services and goods for that. Why does this matter for the economy or for the rest of us? Well, fundamentally, startups are small businesses, right? They're building products and services that consumers spend money on. They're employing people. So in a way, we should care about them in the same way that we care about small businesses more broadly. But it's also, you know, the technology industry kind of leads the way a lot as far as how we do things down the line, right? They're innovating. Technology is constantly evolving. Ten years ago, we didn't know that we could just use our phone and get a car to show up and take you to the restaurant. But startups did that. Axios is Kia Kokolicheva. Thanks, Kia. Thank you. Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart.
If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me and the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here, so show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. Journeyers.